I'm like, why is that? Oh, because uh, my headphones aren't on. Hey, Hope. I was like, I hear nothing. <laughs> why is it so quiet? Why? 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 Let me tell you why. Let me tell you a story. <clears throat> okay, we should stop that. Welcome home. <laughs> to the broadcast. Welcome to another edition of the broadcast. I am Vicky Barcelona, and joining me this week, another not female, <laughs> Uncle Hi. Chris. <laughs> Hi, and thank you, uh, Vicky. Real quick question before we get into all this: Is that you singing the opening song? No, that is not me. Right. That is actually a musician friend of mine, uh, Ali Laroe. Oh. She, we actually had her on the podcast, and she performed for us live on the podcast an acoustic set uh, a while back. I think uh, there's video up on our broadcast YouTube page, which. You just type in the broadcast 999. You should find us on YouTube, I believe, as well. So while it's Facebook is the broad-cast, Twitter and Instagram is at the broadcast 999 or the broadcast 999 at gmail.com. And you can call or text us at 253-778-6029. But yeah, we did a live performance with her. And uh, I reached out to her because I wanted to have an intro song done by a local female musician. And I really love her work. And I kind of gave her some ideas I had, like the vibe. And I Mm -hmm. just let her take care of the lyrics and everything and that's what she came up with so if you guys ever need anything um she also is uh she's in a band called uh the feral folk and they're really awesome i really enjoy her stuff so you should check her out uh for sure um but yeah uh that's the story of where we got our song well i really like that the original song i kind of smushed together myself from it wasn't that it was (laughs) fine it it, it did the job but i didn't want to get in trouble um but uh, moving on, we did have a lot of fun last time that you were on the podcast, Chris. I did have a blast. Thank you. Uh, last week, I, we did have Sarah and uh, Danny stuck around because he didn't have anything else to do. Huh. Um, and we did answer some more emails and such. But we did get some responses to some of the emails that you uh, that you were here for to respond to. Oh, or some okay. of the messages. Um, like one of them, this was uh, Corey from Brenton. He had uh, done the suggestions for like Father's Day gifts or gifts to give males. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> He's like, I'm texting from uh, from the Confidence episode. Wow, I need to catch up, LOL, which was the one that you and I were on. Uh, following the advice and tricking my brain, but you're also right. Not a lot of people are very sociable around here, but tricking the brain works a bit. Also appreciate the shout out. So yeah. Shout out again, Corey from Renton. Corey! Um. <clears throat> Were you, uh, I don't know if you were here for this this conversation. Let's find out. Uh, Anonymous had messaged in on Facebook, mm-hmm. and basically the short version was that he was with a girl, and they were both into kinky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had gone to a group, and she didn't have sex with anybody while they were dating, but she let some people spank her, and she thought that was okay. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm not really comfortable with it, but I'm not sure. They have since broken up, mm. and now he's taking classes on how to like tie ropes and stuff. 
And now she's uncomfortable with him and uh, doing that, learning how to do that, like because he's learning with other people and if stuff. They're, they're broken up though. Exactly. So what? What does she even have to say about it now? Exactly. So we we basically I was not said, on that episode by the way. No. So I would we, remember that. We all thought that's kind of hypocritical of her. A little bit. Especially, and then on top of that, they're not even dating. So he responded back. Yeah. Oh, good. Cool. Well, what, the first response was before he talked to her. So he says, thanks, guys. Had a long night thinking about what you all said. I'll keep you updated on the situation if you'd like. And I now think that this friendship slash relationship has been one-sided and unhealthy. Thank you for helping me realize what kind of a person they really are, even though my feel- I have feelings for them. And then he later sends another message. Hey, broadcast, a little update after the conversation I had. I didn't directly say what she was doing was hypocritical. I had merely said that what she said was not fair. Okay. She then got very defensive and angry. To make a four-hour conversation short, <laughs> I promptly told her I did not want to talk to her anymore. Realizing that there are negative people in your life helps you identify why you were unhappy. It may have not been pleasant, but I still think you guys thank you guys for helping me figure out the toxicity in my life. Excellent. Well, so I'm, I'm glad you guys say. could help. I'm glad that you know we were able to kind of give yeah. you a little insight and uh, and like I did reply to him it's like you know it's, it's good to kind of get out of those situations oh, it's yeah. just f- better in the long run um uh, but I do think that you were here for the conversation about uh the guy who found out his fiance was bisexual oh yeah that guy and that he was uh he was very mm-hmm. excited like oh like I you know possible threesomes mm-hmm. and he I want to test the waters and... he wanted to try finding partners for her but she was like let me fi- meet them organically and he was like but I, I can find the partners for him mm. he replies like hey I just listened to the latest podcast and I appreciate the feedback regarding my fiance coming out as bisexual pretty much right after I messaged you I realized I had answered my own question but I was still eager to hear what you guys had to say thanks for not thinking I'm uh, a douche for immediately thinking about threesomes <laughs> rather than how she feels. No. I definitely changed my perspective about it once we talked about it more. I'll be listening to you guys more. I love how real your discussions are. Take care. Oh. I'm like, yay. yay. Oh, I, was, I was a part of that one for sure. Yeah, good vibes, good stuff. Yeah. And this one James texted in. Or excuse me, I think he messaged this in on or posted this on the broadcast Facebook page. Okay. And I thought it was funny. It's a picture and it says, eight ways to say that your fly is open. <laughs> Uh, the barn door is open. Uh, that one's not it. XYZ PDQ. Nope. Wow, I'm old. Go ahead. All right. Uh, one is the cucumber has left the salad. <laughs> <laughs> Two, you've got windows in your laptop. <laughs> Three, you need to bring your tray table to the upright and locked position. Uh, four, your pod bay door is open, Hal. <laughs> oh, that's old school. The Buick is not all the way in the garage. Buick, thank you. <laughs> uh, Sailor Ned is trying to make a little shore leave. A little shore leave, yeah. Man, I'm with you. Uh, Man, just, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you've got a, a security breach at uh, Los Pantalones. <laughs> okay, I think it was my favorite. And uh, Mini-Me is making a break for the escape pod. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, like It's awkward because sometimes, because uh, my eyes tend to like wander around. I'm looking at sure. stuff. Like if I'm at work, I'm like, how do I, uh, how do I bring that up to my coworkers that their fly is down? Yeah. Because then you're basically admitting that you're looking at their crotch. By the way, well, I mean, uh, on one hand, yes, but on the other hand, if you're used to walking around and seeing people without their pants open in the front, mm-hmm. when you do see it, it sort of draws the eye. Right. You know, I'm not necessarily looking at your crotch. I just happen to notice that there are two shiny bits where there ought not be any. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, hmm. yeah. but on the other hand, yeah, sometimes you do spend a lot of time looking at people's crotch. <laughs> it happens. Well, when you're my height, there. See, 
tends to, it tends to happen. Um, but we did actually get a voicemail this time around too. Oh, cool! Our second voicemail that wasn't from Google Voice. Uh, let's see what uh, they said. Let me see. I got the button. Yes, I got the button. Hey, girls, it's your buddy James here. I have a really quick question for you. After being married for seven years, one thing about a woman really irks me. And that's when you can tell that there's something wrong and you ask them about it. And they're like, no, I'm perfectly fine. You keep asking, what's wrong? Because you know something's wrong. And they're like, if you don't know what it is already, then I'm not going to tell you. Why is it women expect us to read their minds? What is so hard about just saying what's on your mind? As guys, we may not have a lot on our mind, but damn it, we have stuff on our minds too, and we, we can't be expected to read your minds. Thanks for letting me around. Talk to you guys later. Bye. All right. Yeah. So I have a couple theories. Go. As a female, I kind of have a little bit of insight into this. Two things. One, I think the reason why women expect you to know is because we're kind of brainwashed into seeing these movies, romantic comedies, or just romantic movies, and you got your princes and stuff, and they always end up doing the right thing, saying the right thing at the right time. But guess what? Just like porn isn't real, those movies are not real. So cool. as, a, as, a, as a whole, us ladies need to realize <laughs> That, you know, as much as you want guys to talk about their feelings and communicate, you need to do the same. Right. So that is something that uh, gals get over yourselves. I'm saying this as a gal. Like, you're not going to get anywhere if you don't communicate with your your significant other, and it's just going to get messy. Right. And my other theory was, um, where was it? I lost it. But if you have something to say, let me. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to mine. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, open communication back and forth. If, if I've got something on my mind... I'm not going to keep you from knowing about it because uh, as my significant other uh, and because the only thing that can happen there is uh, maybe I'll get a little bit of help, you know, and if there's something that you're you're doing that's bothering me as my significant other, then if it's if I can figure out a way around it in my own head to keep it from being a problem. Great. If not, I'm going to talk to you about it. That's when it gets tricky. Because if my automatic assumption, being the the self-conscious narcissist that I am, I assume when you won't tell me what's wrong, that it's my fault. Yeah. Yeah. And that's problematic, man, because now I'm just going through my, you know, it's like when you're. Your Rolodex of like, what did I do? (laughs) What did I do? It's when your folks ask you, do you know why I want to talk to you today? You don't, you, you say you just, no. No, because then you start <laughs> listing, is it because I set the, the garbage can on fire? You did what? You did what? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And <laughs> they're going to find out all this stuff that you did. Um, no. I think the other, well, uh, up until the point where he said, uh, it's like, well, you should know what, why I'm mad. Um, that wasn't mm. said. Yeah. The reason why girls tend to bottle up feelings and emotions, at least why I do, is because we don't want to seem emotional. And it is okay. interesting that, like, you just showing any emotion to some people as a female, it is looked at as being overly emotional because it, it gets a little bit, you know, misconstrued. It's like, oh, you're acting, you know, crazy and irrational. It's like, no, I'm just having feelings right now. Yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm upset. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to be upset. I'm not like setting the garbage can on fire. You know, that's when I'd be a little rational. So I know that sometimes like I don't like to be too like, even with like, like good feelings like I don't like being overly romantic or like you know gushy and stuff and I've dated guys um, and I've met guys recently that are more on like 
the romantic side and it's sure. taking a lot for me to like just okay well let me let me do that again because I'm so used level, to yeah. I'm so used to like hiding that from people um and so I understand that part but for her to say well you should know what's wrong okay yeah. grow up yeah we're terrible. not in high school anymore exactly. like if you need to play this for your uh your wife feel free and if she wants to get mad at me <laughs> that's okay because I'm telling you this as a female like one of a sister in the world it is not by doing that you are co- making the problem between you and him and when, like the best thing I ever read was it's not you and him against each other it is you and him against the problem exactly thank you you're a team figure it out and if you if you if whatever's bothering you and this is this is for guys too if whatever's bothering you you think is so bad that you can't tell your significant other the person theoretically you should be closest to in all of the world uh, then 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 yeah you've got you've got a bigger problem and maybe you need to talk to somebody about it somebody a professional but here's the thing and here's what I want this is what I want to impart and uh, and this is not my information this is not my wisdom this is something I gleaned from um, arguably one of the most philosophically important movies ever made, uh, White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> when you... <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. When you... <laughs> not about that. Ex- I, was, I was not expecting it, but all right. <laughs> and this goes, this goes bo- uh, uh, mostly for men, but it is significant enough that I want to share it with, with uh, women as well. When you talk to your significant other and they are upset about something or they complain about something or they note that there is a problem, you have three choices. You can empathize, you can sympathize, or you can solve the problem. The trick is knowing which one they want. More often than not, I will say it's for females, and this isn't always me, because like I kind of play the guy role. Most females, if they're complaining about a problem, they don't want you to fix it. Nope. If it, especially if it doesn't involve 90% you. Ninety percent of the time, it's that's just exactly right. Wanting to vent, let it out. Correct. That's when you got to pick between empathize and sympathize. And, right. and, it's, and then, a, it's a subtle but important difference. If you don't know the difference between empathy and sympathy, you can look it up. Um, and then it's also like understanding your partner. It's like sometimes yeah. if your partner is the person that likes to get stuff done herself, is kind of the leader of it, um, most likely she's just complaining because she wants to vent. But also it's being in tune with your partner to like w- I'm very like I'll take care of things like I'll I'll do this. I'll do the planning because that's how my mind works. Right. I, what I look for in a partner, because I have a friend that's very similar to me, um, and her partner is kind of what I, I want somebody to be that equal. He's very like, you take control. I'm here as your support. And when she can't do it, when she's feeling weak or whatever, she knows she can count on him and lean on him. He's not going to crumble. He's going to be like, nope, babe, I got this. Right. Like he can step up to the plate anytime she needs to. And that's kind of what I Good dude. would like to happen. So if like, hey, you know what? I'm venting, but I do need you to help me solve this problem. See, I need it, you to do this. And it's funny that you talk about that as like as like your ideal because it, to my way of thinking, that should be normal. Like that yeah. should be the thing on both sides. You know, whenever whenever you're in a relationship with somebody because you see something in them that you are compatible with or that you want to be around. And in generally speaking, in any situation, and I'm not just talking about, you know, moral support or, you know, financial support or anything like that. I mean, even in the bedroom and things like that, when you have opportunity to help the other person Mm -hmm. and you don't take it, then you're not a very good person. But if you are doing something and you need help, if you don't expect them to help you with it, you're not in a good relationship either. No. Same problem. It's about, again, being able to communicate. And one of the things I've, I've had to talk to people and like when, going back and, you know, therapy and talking to people like my previous relationships, like my first major one outside of high school when I was 18, 
first thing, like I look back and I'm like, I was taking care of him. Like that was what was mm. driving me. And that's what was kind of the main focal point of that relationship because I was that like love and attention. Like we can go all psychology and mm. freaking Freudian on this <laughs> yeah. stuff. But I was basically, you know, taking care of uh, some needs that he was so desperately needing. And I had to step back and think, okay, I can never do this again. I am not here to take care of somebody completely. I like, but there is nothing wrong with leaning on each other. And that's, I got that from modern family. It's like, we are in a relationship when one of us is weak, we lean on the other. Right. It's about, you know, being your own individual person, right. giving it as much, you know, hundred percent. It's not 50, 50, it's hundred percent. But sometimes you're weak and you can only give 70%. Yeah, exactly. It's about, you know, balance. So it's, it's, that's kind of how I feel. Even though I haven't been in a relationship for a long time, that's just kind of, I've already have plans for whenever that does you're happen. You're ready for it. Yes. I'm ready practicing. for it. That's what I call so, dating. Right. <laughs> you're just practicing for a relationship. It's yeah, good. exactly. Um, but uh, moving on, uh, speaking of doing things incorrectly. <laughs> oh, well. Today on Madam Segway. <laughs> uh, fashionbeans.com. Um, it's a kind of like a lifestyle website, it seems like. Um, they did a, a list of eight things you've been doing completely wrong. Is there anything that you can look back on and you realize, oh, I've been doing that wrong my entire life or saying it wrong or eating this wrong? I don't know. Like, Maybe. I, I've been eating. So, you know, like the Sarah Lee pound cake you get in the freezer section? Yeah. I've been eating that since I was a kid and I love it. My, you're supposed to heat it up. What? Apparently, like because huh. it says heat up in the microwave for this much time. And I'm like, what? I eat it cold. Yeah, I always eat it cold. It tastes so much better cold. And then whenever I have warm pound cake, it's gross. I don't know if I've ever tried that heated up. That's an interesting idea. I don't, I don't think I'd like it. I no. like it cold and dunked in some milk. And yeah. so apparently, I've been doing it quote unquote wrong for a while. Well, so all right, there we go. Okay, nuke nuke your Sara Lee. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, I think we just got a text message for our podcast. Let's Yay. see. It popped up on my phone. Oh. All right. Let's see. Technology says, is amazing. Right. So that show on Netflix, Nailed It, inspired me. My wife really wanted to turn <laughs> our bed into one of those cute Pinterest bedrooms when they put the bed on pallets and some candles, uh, you know, make the bed like, it's like, and make the bed, then watch it burn down. Well, check out my new bedroom. So he sent us a picture. You should definitely post it on our Facebook page. That is awesome. It is legit, like, a bed on top of a bunch of pallets uh-huh. and they put a bunch of Christmas lights underneath or candles and it just it glows. So the Whoa. under their bed glows. Uh-huh. Yes. Please post that on uh I'll I'll text you two back and say please post that on our uh on our Facebook page so other people can see. That actually turned out really good. Yeah, that looks awesome. Congratulations. Nice job. Anywho, going back to the things that we are All doing right. incorrectly. What else am I doing wrong? Uh taking what? a shower. What? Apparently, How am I taking a shower wrong? Um, you know, there's nothing better than a long, hot shower, right? Truth. Mm, especially in the middle of the winter. Yep. Yeah, you're not wanting to take a hot shower because hot water opens the pores, which promotes water loss and also washes away the skin's protective uh, emollient oils, mm-hmm. further e- compounding water loss. Hmm. Also, you know, it causes dry and itchy skin. It just, yeah, especially if your pores are open and then they're susceptible to get more gunk in there. Huh. Like, like I actually, so I saw this video recently and I sent it to my friend. This woman, I think she lives in Japan. She's 50 years old and she looks smoking. Like, she looks like she's 28. All right. Like, she is gorgeous. And so one of the things she does every day. It's Ming-Na, isn't it? Is she uh, from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yep. Nope, it's not her. Okay. Um, Because she's in her 50s and she looks No, right. So one of the things this, like, woman does, she works out every day, but she also goes swimming in a lake every single day. Hmm. 
365 days a year, even if it's cold out. And she says the cold water has really helped. Hmm. So they say cold showers are supposed to be really good for you. That's what I was going to say. So do they mean a cold shower? Do they mean a warm shower? I'm guessing, like, warm showers are fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you can handle the cold shower, I hear those are supposed to be really good for your skin and your hair. Hard pass. Yeah. Oh, no, in the summer, you. though, cold showers are so good. See, I do the opposite thing. I, I, I take an extra hot shower. So really? that when I get out of the shower, the air around me feels that much cooler. Huh. Yeah. Well, you're stripping your skin's natural oils, and it's going to cause it to dry out. Dang it, my natural oils. I need those. All right, uh, going on to a realm that you're a little bit more familiar with, gaming. Uh Uh-oh. You've been playing Monopoly wrong. Everyone has. Everyone has, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Um, So apparently, um, if you go back to the rule book, Mm -hmm. what you're supposed to be doing is, uh, like, basically when you, like, if you land on a spot and you don't buy it, it then becomes open for everyone else to buy. Exactly. That will make the game go by so much faster. So much faster. It just, and it will probably cause hopefully a lot less headaches. Also guys, free parking is just free parking. There is no, there's nothing to get on that space. Don't put your money in the middle. Don't collect it when you, no, it's not a thing. I mean, there's house rules, but whatever's. But yes, when you don't buy it, it kind of goes up into auction. So any other player can buy it on your turn. Precisely. Uh, charging your phone. Oh, I saw this one a little while ago, and I do it now, and it's 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 good advice. Tell All right, well, what is tell it? Tell the people. So the idea that you, when you go to bed at night, for example, or or whenever, and you plug your phone in and uh, to charge it so that mm-hmm. it stays at 100%. The problem is when it gets to 100% and it's still charged, or it's still plugged in, it is suddenly losing power and then gaining power and losing power and gaining power and losing power and gaining power. So it's bouncing back and forth from just under 100 to at 100. And then what that does is it's causing your battery to wear itself out. Uh-huh. The What they talk about is the ideal zone, the butter zone you want to have your phone stay at or around is about 80% uh, and then unplug it. Like yes. I need to do with mine right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I'm at 95. That way, your your battery doesn't get hit with all those little micro recharges mm-hmm. that is killing killing the battery on your phone that's a that's actually would have explained it a lot better than i would have yeah, all right uh, but that's what i try doing in the middle of the night i'll wake up i'm like oh my phone's charged i'll unplug it yeah. um as best as i can but that doesn't always happen Mm-mm. um one of the other things is number four trimming your fingernails okay so you might have noticed that your nail clippers have a subtle curve as if they're designed for a single snip action that might have been the intent, but it actually takes like three or four snips to get it across the length of the average fingernail to tidy up those hands. Right. Uh, whatever you do, do not cram your nail into the clipper head and start <laughs> snipping. <laughs> A common mistake men and women make when trimming their own nails is to angle at which they um, is the angle at which they approach it at, uh-huh. which is a celebrity manicure is saying. Um, clipping straight on can bend and ultimately damage the nail. Yeah, Don't go one. too short either because you want a little bit of a, a fresh white growth at the end of your nails. And if you try to trim your nails down to the skin, you open your finger, uh, you open your fingertips up to the risk of infection. Yeah. And that's not good. I, I get around that by just chewing the heck out of them. So. Mm. Yeah. No. See, mine end up getting really long, and then they break like I did right before the podcast started, so that was mm-hmm. fun. So if you heard snipping, that was me fixing my nail. Because <laughs> I hate, like, accidentally scratching it or touching it oh, against I something know, when yeah. it's all cut up. I Ugh. used to grow my nails long back in my golf days, but those days did are you long paint them past. Black and black, everything? Yep, always. I knew uh, my, my wood shop teacher in middle school said that he had a guy who wore, like, the baggy pants and it got caught on a machine. But he, <laughs> but he described that he would, like, file his fingernails to a 
point. Okay. Like little, like actual, like little point point. Wow. And I was like, that is gross. That's next level. Next level. Anywho. Uh, number five is holding the steering wheel. So uh. we've always heard that your hands should stay at the two and ten position. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, ideally I think would be like literally right across from each other, straight on. Yeah. From the middle of your steering wheel, straight on. Well, actually now they're saying that it is widely seen as dangerous. Yes. So when your airbag is triggered, you know, the super hot nitrogen gas fills the bag, forcing the plastic cover open on your steering wheel. So the the bag expands towards you at 150 to 250 miles an hour. Yep. And the higher your hands are on the wheel the more likely they'll be over the plastic cover and more likely to be injured when it blows up. Right. And, like, even Steve was saying when he was driving once, like, it, like the the airbags deployed and it, like, burned or hurt his fingers. Yeah. His thumbs. Because um, of the way he was holding the wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we had read recently, I think the best way to go would be um, more like the three and nine position or yeah. even, like, the four and uh, eight position. Yeah. Kind of down lower. Down lower. Exactly. It, so that way... Uh, anything that happens, the bag is going to come straight at you and not have to go through your arms to get at you. You're right. going to break your arm or the plastic cover is going to rip into your flesh. Yeah, it, it's it's a thing. Especially if you're one of those gals with the really, really pretty engagement rings. If that thing's coming at you, your hands get shoved back into yeah. your face. You're oh, scratching man. the crap out of your face. I'm telling you, people. Nine and three. No. Or even less. Just that. I actually <laughs> feel really comfortable just holding it lower. Six, six and six. Just, yeah, just yeah. six and six. <laughs> Maybe 6.30 and 5.30. <laughs> or, or put your elbow at a quarter past nine and then one hand on the wheel at about And 10. the other one around your, your, your gal. Around your gal. <laughs> your special lady friend. Uh, number six is scrambling eggs for breakfast. Oh, here we go. I mean, how Don't hard is it? Don't tell me how to cook. Go ahead. Well, how do you how do you make your scrambled? How eggs? do I make my scrambled eggs? How does Chris make his scrambled um, eggs? Okay, so uh, depending on how many people I'm cooking for, eggs in a bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, measure out a certain amount of milk. Throw in salt and pepper, and just a splash of olive oil. Okay. Whip the crap out of that, and then once the pan is good and hot, with maybe a little butter or maybe a little bit more olive oil in the pan, uh, then I pour it slowly, and then I let that set until it starts to bubble around the edges. Then I whip the crap out of it again. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Fluffy. All kinds of fun- fancy. Light and fluffy because you let it sit for a while and that gets some of the moisture out too because you don't want soggy. I, I don't like wet um, wet eggs. Do you want like uh, wet scrambled eggs? The only no, time they're okay, never. my mom makes these, uh, I think she calls them huevos a la mexicana. Si. Mexican style eggs um, where she will cook onions, tomatoes like that are cut up really, really fine mm-hmm. and jalapenos and she'll saute those first with some oil and because the uh, onions release all the the water, mm-hmm. uh, she then puts the eggs in that, and they do come out a little wet, but they taste so Sounds amazing. Good. That sounds really, really good. The only time I like my eggs a little wet. A little wet. But, okay, so what so, am I doing wrong? Okay, it says, um, so it's like a good scramble should take less than a minute because uh, you actually want to scramble your eggs over medium-low heat. That quick sizzle will dry yes. out your eggs. The trick is to whisk the eggs together in a separate bowl, drop a dollop of butter into a nonstick pan, and yep. cook those eggs over medium-low heat while stirring them until they begin to solidify. Um, oh, and then take them off the burner just before they look done, um, and they'll continue to cook until they cool down. So the point is just to not – because some people just want to crank yeah. it on high, which I've been guilty of. Oh, yeah. I used just, to do that. Yeah, just like hurry up, cook. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I didn't mention what temperature. Yes. I always cook. I've got a, I've got a 1 to 10 dial on my, on my stove, and I have 5. Period. That, yes. I cook almost everything at that temp just because 
it it sometimes it does take a little bit longer with things like uh, proteins and and vegetables and things mm-hmm. like that. But it also lets uh, whatever flavor I'm trying to get out of there really come right. alive. Well, I feel like proteins cook faster. Proteins and sugars, because I think I remember mm. learning that in my cooking class, like in a microwave. Like if you'll notice, like if you cook rice and meat, the meat's gonna be hot as hell while your rice is cold. Yeah, no, that's true too. Because proteins and fats, sugars, are gonna cook. They're gonna fastest. heat up faster. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, uh, so I grew up with a really crappy stove and only one burner was actually really good. And the only way we can get it to work properly was if you set it on high and that would be like probably medium. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everyone's got that. Yeah. I made the mistake because I was a kid and I was learning how to cook and we had this crappy stove. So I went to my aunt's house who had a nicer stove. Oops. And I turned it on high and I was in the middle of scrambling (laughs) the eggs or putting them in a bowl Uh when I left the pan with the hot oil on. Oh, boy. And it starts smoking and I panic. Yeah, of course you do. Like, dad, dad. Because my dad was like, we were visiting my aunt's house and I was cooking, you know, food for my uh, my cousins. And then as I'm about to move it from the burner, because I'm like, this isn't good. It sets up on fire. Yep. Yeah. There's your problem. Dad. (laughs) He was still not. I think he was watching like a soccer game or something. And then I like panic and he finally comes in as... I do the thing you're not supposed to do. No, you didn't throw water on well, it. I was like nine. What or do 10. you know about it? Yeah, I didn't exactly. Know. Oh, so boy. I put it in the sink and I'm putting water. My dad's like, no, no, no. And, then, <laughs> and I go running because, like, my dad's in here. I'm out. Yep. Yeah, I panicked. You got this, Dad. Side note if your pan ever sets on fire, baking soda. Baking soda. Or put the lid on. Yeah. Put Suffocate the lid it. on. Yeah. 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 Uh, number seven is use, using cotton swabs in your ears. Oh, I've heard, I think I know where they're, where they're going with this one. It's You're not bad. supposed to do it at, at all. Like at all. You're not supposed to put anything in your ear. Uh, in the in the ear canal. But if you're just swabbing around the outside, yeah. it's okay, right? Yeah. It's like it's like you, yeah. It it's feels basically so good, the ear canal makes wax on purpose. The wax in your ears waterproofs in the ear canal oh. and keeps the water from going in and getting stuck. So it's. If you clean your ear with a Q-tip, it strips the wax and lets the water sink. I also heard that like it pushes some of the wax in further, kind yeah, of clogging your hearing. Yeah, I've heard that hearing, too. Which I I am guilty. I I love the way it feels. It's like a tiny little massage for the inside of my it's ear. Just, it's like, so good, especially if it's itchy. Now I think we did some research because I was wondering like why are my ears so itchy? Mm-hmm. It's because if you wear headphones a lot, yep, you're gonna produce more earwax. <laughs> you know who wears headphones a lot? Us. Yep. If you're in the radio podcast <laughs> industry, guess what? Wearing headphones right now. Yep, we are. <laughs> uh, number eight is sitting at your computer. Oh, here we go. So the problem here isn't what you're doing. It's that you're not doing much of anything else. Oh, I see. So even if you exercise after you get home, you're probably not completely reversing the effects of a day spent in a chair. And if you don't exercise, you might be heading for a catastrophic injury. Hmm. So you work with poor posture. Then the average American watches about six hours of TV um, You know, with poor posture as well. And apparently, uh, you know, Scott uh, Bouch, which is the chiropractor and president of the American Chiropractic Association's mm. Council, um, says if uh, if I do that, eventually I'm going to do something I do every day. And I, you know, just it's not it's not good to have these sed- uh, sed- sedentary activities that take place every yep. day. So, I mean, you if you're at your desk, stand up, basically. Yeah. Move around. That's why these stand up desk things have, have become as popular as they have. And also people taking taking more frequent if shorter breaks to get yes. up and get away from the computer because it's been shown that this, right. is, this is a problem. I wish we kind of had standing desks here because mm-hmm. like I've done I've used one that has like the double screen. Oh yeah. And like it was a standing desk and then when I wanted to sit I could just bring it right back down up and down it was so nice. Yeah. I kind of want one they're like $200 because <sighs> I want one for whenever I have my own house. That would be just fine. Oh, it'd be so good. 
But oh, um, there was something he said in there that I, I wanted to ask him about. Now I can't think of it. Um, I can't ask him anyway, but I was going to ask you, but eh, I lost it. Never mind. Yeah, anywho. Um, anywho. But yeah, it just says also that if you're not, you know, if you have a job in front of a computer, do start a workout plan. Just kind of mm. start moving around, like, on top of that. Because it's, I feel like if you're sitting at a desk, like, I, when I was a waitress when I was 18, and granted, metabolism's changed over the last couple of years. Well. But I, from the first couple of years of me working here, like, my, I did gain weight. Even though I was eating, like, diner food every day. Mm-hmm. I was on my feet all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, that's the thing. And when, and you know, back when I was uh, working at Target and unloading trucks, I didn't, I did not eat well at all. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I ate like crap. And the problem was, I was in almost the best shape of my life because all I was doing for Just six or eight hours a day was moving heavy stuff around. You know. And I think it's it for me. I like. I think I've kind of. I've come to the realization that I don't think I could ever be like a salesperson Mm -hmm. or somebody that has a job. Like if I didn't work in radio, like what kind of job would I do? It's like, well, I have a lot of computer, you know, experience and social media experience. Uh, uh -uh. (laughs) Because I recently had to do some work for for my friend and it was just like mindless, turn your brain off, go on autopilot, just follow the numbers, grab, like I was basically Mm. doing shipping. Oh, ouch. It was so much fun. (laughs) I had fun. I turned my brain off. I had my music playing, uh-huh. and it was just like boop, boop, boop. Got, gather all the stuff. Make sure it's right on the label. Put it there for someone else because we always double check. Right. Um. Like boop. Got it. Oh, here's this. This. Huh. This. It's just like literally back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and it was kind of fun. It was like a puzzle. I'm like, where? I just saw this. This item. Where is this item on this giant wall? I'm like, oh, here it is. Here's that. Here's that. Okay, cool. Huh. It's just so relaxing. Right. I take it back. That does sound actually kind of interesting. Yeah, because like <laughs> everything is just kind of laid out. Like they, they granted they're really organized, so sure. everything is just kind of laid out Helpful. in front of you, mm-hmm. and it's just like all about finding it. Because like they're still working on the organizational process, so they have like three sets. Like everything's pretty much in the on the side of like this is the grouping of what this product is and this product and these. Mm-hmm. But then like one of the main products, they're they're all numbered, but they're not numbered numerically. Like they're not at all in order. They're not in sequence, right? Yet. Right. So it takes mm. you a minute to to find it. But then it's like I saw this a couple minutes ago, and I know it's in this general area. I found it. Nailed it. So I'm actually I like working. I'd rather work with like on my feet and my hands and something like that where I don't yeah. have to think. It feels That's so nice. Bad. All right. So I don't know. Like what? Do you, like now I'm curious about you guys. Like what things that you have been doing wrong forever that you didn't realize you were doing wrong. Also. Like, is, do you prefer being in front of a computer or do you like more stuff with your hands? Like, cause I don't think I could ever be a carpenter or mm. electrician or anything like that. That would just drive me insane. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. I think, I think, I think anything where I actually got to work with my hands and I could, I could put my hand on something at the end of the day and say, I made that. That would be nice. I would enjoy that. So carpenter, yes. Electrician, probably not. No. I don't know. Like, I'd probably get real fat. Like, I'm that person that's like, I'm going to do this arts and crafts project. I can do it. And then I buy the stuff. I'm like, no, apparently I can't. (laughs) I mean, there's some that I just need to work on. Start small. Like, I got a bunch of watercolor stuff Mm -hmm. and paper. And I was like, I can do the same thing I saw in a video. And I was like, why am I not getting the same (laughs) colors that they are doing? How am I not getting? So I have to sit there and watch some tutorials and Mm -hmm. actually don't assume I know how to do it just from watching one sped up video. Good call. So that that'll that'll do it too, <laughs> but uh, I never asked what you ended up doing for the Fourth of July weekend. Oh, uh, I, you know, for the we on on the Fourth of July, I hung out with my folks. We went to uh, Muckle Street Casino, lost some money, and had a, a really nice dinner. <laughs> uh, for the weekend itself, we we did a lot of extra running around. There was uh, on on Saturday, we were at the uh, Seattle Street Food Festival, and nice. uh, and while we were downtown, we're like. You know what? We haven't been over to that McMinimans in Queen Anne in a while. Let's head over there. Okay. So we walked. That's, that's the one near Key Arena, right? No. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, right around the corner from there. But from from South Lake Union to Lower Queen Anne, walked it. Ooh. Yeah. That's a far walk. Amazing. And then when we were done with that, we walked from Lower Queen Anne to the Union Street Station to get back on the light rail and head home. So Sounds all told, we day. probably walked about five, five and a half miles that day. Like you worked for your for your food. Yeah, we did. Had a uh, had a, had a couple of beers and some food in the middle there, but we we still walked those five and a half miles. Damn. Yeah. And did you just kind of hang out for the rest of the the weekend then? Yeah, we did not have a lot planned. We didn't uh, didn't get back in touch with anybody in general. Just kind of was just pretty chill. Me and the misses, and then on Sunday we got some of our errands and running around done. It was nice. Nice. Yeah. I feel like I got my weekend just kind of. It was kind of all a blur. Yeah. Because I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm struggling to remember, honestly. Right. Well, we, have, like, we have like five days off, and I can remember right. like two. <laughs> well, like Wednesday, I mean, it was 4th of July. It was one of those, like, it felt like it was two days in one because we, we were busy, but it wasn't overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, we got to go run run this air and do this and this. And I had some friends come over um, for a little bit, and then they had to go to like another uh, gathering, but I got to hang out with my nieces, and just we made uh, carne asada, and we just hung out. Um and so then they left, and then later at night, we had fireworks going off, and uh, we were hanging out with my, I call him my nephew, like I've known his mom since I was like six years old, mm. I was her maid of honor, and I was there when he was born, so I'm like, you're, your you're my nephew. Yeah, just deal with it. He's a little ass sometimes, but <laughs> I can say <laughs> Aren't that. Aren't they all? Yes. Uh, he's at that fun stage, he's four, so he's oh. got an opinion. There and it is. he's very much like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> his favorite game is chase me. So I'm just like, God dang it, kid. He's like, come play with me. I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm good. I'm tired right now. Although I, I can get around it if I just pull out a book. I'm like, can I read to you? I will read to you. Oh. And he loves that. That's cool. But obviously we're doing fireworks. My mm-hmm. dad bought him some fireworks too. So we're lighting them all off. And mom's already over it. So I'm the one lighting all the fireworks, which made me realize I'm the adult now. So that was weird. I'm like, holy crap. Because <laughs> I remember when my uncle, my uncle Ruben would light up. My uncle Ruben... For for Fourth of July, whenever we did Fourth of July with him, like he would be that guy that would spend like drop hundreds yeah. on fireworks yeah. at the stands, just hundreds. Of Everybody's dollars. got that uncle. And so I was like, I'm Uncle Ruben right now. <laughs> <laughs> but except we, I didn't spend any money on fireworks, and there was only a couple cheesy ones because this kid's four. Well, let me ask you a question: the the, the part of the ta- the part of town that you live in, yes, um, where um, wherever that may be, Lake uh, Stevens. Uh, Lake Stevens. Thank you. Uh, were there a lot of backyard fireworks going off, like like, uh, or was it sort of intermittent? So during when we were lighting them off, we were lighting them off like at eight. Mm-hmm. So they're still light out. Yeah. Um. So to the days leading up, and even a couple of days after, we we live in a place where it's like suburbs, but there's still a lot of r- rural areas yeah. where like kind of hickish. Yep. So we would hear a lot of boom, like oh my god, we're, like, we're getting invaded every once in a while. Yeah, like it's not like a continuous stream all day, but like over the course of the day, there was multiple. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't anything really lighting up because you could like stand in the middle of the street and you look one way and there's fireworks going off like on, uh, to the sky, not just like the little yeah, rockets like, on yeah, the ground. Little bumblebees and stuff. Yeah. But the I went to bed around ten because mm-hmm. I'm an old lady. Yo. And I could just hear it just going off like all the big ones. I'm like, of course, now that I go to bed, they're all going off. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Uh, but I was I could sleep through anything, so it was fine. But because where I was living in South Tacoma. From about 8.30 in the evening until well past 1 in the morning. It was literally a constant barrage. Just nonstop. Like, it seemed like every other house in my entire neighborhood for at least a three-mile radius was having something. And it was just, it was constant. It was Uh like being in a war zone. And it was uh, was both awesome and terrifying at the same time. It's just like, I want to sleep. Yeah, and and freaking my cats out. But yeah, hard to sleep through. 
oh, we did find a dog. A dog came, like, running to – so it escaped one of our neighbor's houses, and it went to my next-door neighbor's house trying mm-hmm. to get in, but nobody was home. <laughs> Had the, those neighbors been home, there would be a lot more fireworks. They love their fireworks. <laughs> um, and so the dog's trying to get in. We're like, where the hell is this dog from? And so we grab him, and so we call the number, and so the lady comes in. She's like, yeah, we thought he'd be okay. We locked him up. Apparently not. They didn't want to bring him on the boat, so we're taking Molly on the boat now. Okay. But, I mean, she was very, very appreciative. So I was like, we got a cute little doggy hanging out. Um, but yeah, I mean, nephew was being a little cranky sometimes. I'm like, dude, no, we're waiting till the sun goes down a little bit to light off the cool ones. Yeah, exactly. So but, you got you know, to. It, it was funny because he went from being scared of sparklers to <laughs> loving them. Yeah. To thinking he was too cool for sparklers mm-hmm. over the course of the night, and then I lit two of them at the same time and started playing with both with both hands, and then he thought that was cool. They were cool again. All right. So I'm like, wow. Good man. So many emotions, kid. Like, <laughs> calm down. Um. Thursday, I think I just hung out, went, got brunch, went, saw Ant-Man. That was really, I liked it. Oh, yeah. Was that pretty good? Yeah. I think because I had so much stuff to do in my head, like, Mm -hmm. because Friday I I went to Portland. So when I went to go see the movie, I'm like, crap, I still got to pack. I got to clean. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, Mm -hmm. the movie felt too long to me. But I think it's just because I felt like I had a lot of stuff to do. So I was just kind of like, come on, movie, just be done, be done. I think it was like two hours. Or something, maybe a little more. Um, I haven't seen the time the runtime on that, but no. But I enjoyed it. I think even if you're not a you know Marvel fan, I think you'll still enjoy it. There were a couple references that made me realize, I'm like, oh, I actually don't remember how Ant Man the original movie ended. Oh, I don't remember <laughs> like like oh yeah, you were there, huh? You did do that. Mm. I don't remember. It just showed how memorable the first Ant Man was. See, I really love Paul Rudd and uh, and Evangeline Lilly, so I'll, yeah. I will probably still go see this. It was really good, and Michael Pena, I love him. Oh so yeah, much. oh yeah, Michael he's Pena's so great. great. I think my Thursday was when I actually finished up the project that I just put on the uh, YouTube channel for BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Oh, I, yeah. You were making money. Yeah, I was making for your, money. For your board games. He's not doing anything <laughs> illegal. Calm down. I hate paper money in a game. And I, I, I figured out that I could um, make copies of the paper money that came with the game uh-huh. and then cut circles and paste those circles onto poker chips, basically. I mean, there's there's a little bit more involved. And it's very crafty. If you want to see what I did, go over to the Geek Nation YouTube page. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was um, that was uh, that was a good chunk of my Thursday. Nice, yeah. like I was actually very impressed. Oh, and it, like it does feel better, huh? Oh yeah, so much better. <laughs> oh, you have no idea. I mean, I almost double the weight of the game with this, but it's totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Friday and then Saturday I came back. We went to uh, Portland and we went shopping. My friend and I. Uh, I only bought one thing. My dad, like my dad's, like that was a whole shopping trip. What'd you buy? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> I guess one thing. Because I spent there a lot is. of money on food. There, yeah. We <laughs> you go to Portland's so an eating much. city, though, man. Yeah, we had like sushi. Oh, and we city. had this and that. And then I had a freaking side note talking about like alcohol and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't really drink much anymore. I'll do like one or two and then call it a day. Okay. I had, so we, I'm like, well, if I'm only to drink one or two, I want it to be tasty. And I found these ciders exactly. that were a rose cider Ooh. with hibiscus. And I'm like, I love oh, all those things. Amazing. No, Mm-mm. really. I'll have to bring it in and see what you okay. think because you love ciders too. I do love ciders. So like, uh, I just there's just something weird about it. Too I flowery, perfumey. It might have been like it, like it, maybe I think it was too perfumey without that sweetness. Got it. So it's just like okay, like it just feels like it was missing something. Like yeah. if it was just a little sweeter, and that's what I was thinking. Like if I had sugar, mm-hmm. this might make it a little better. So I might have to bring it in so you can try it and you can tell yeah. me what you think. That would be just fine. And I was, uh, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, if you guys have any suggestions on ciders, let me know. I love ciders. I had the most amazing pineapple cider. Ooh. Was it the Ace one? No. Okay. No, so this, was a, this was a, 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 
a smaller company. I I went into uh, Edison Edison City Ale House uh-huh. uh, down in well, down in South Tacoma. In fact, just a few uh-huh. blocks from my house. That's why I walked to it. And they had um, they had a pineapple cider, and then they had a lime cider. Huh. Right? Sounds weird. All right. But I didn't have them together, but I mean, I had both of them, and they were both from the same company. And, and right now, of course, I'm blanking on the name of the company. But if you go in there to Edison City, I'm sure they could tell you exactly what it was. But uh, both incredible and, huh. and vastly different, like, uh, which I was lime really one impressed. Like? The lime one is was like... I'm picturing like if a, a cider was a margarita. That's exactly what I was really? going to say. Yeah. If, if you could imagine a cider margarita, that's exactly what I was drinking huh. with, without the tequila edge. Just... The, the pureness of like uh, of, a, of, a, of a lime essence, you hmm. know, if, if you will. And so good. Like I, had, mar- I had two of those. Like a stronger mar- margarita LaCroix. <laughs> Love it. Is that That's similar? what I'm happening. Okay. That's what's happening. Yes. Except like, because LaCroix sometimes tastes like the <laughs> spirit of a soda. Yeah. Like it, it does, it's like it's missing. Like it's just like, I was uh, here and I've been gone for a couple years. Uh, I forget who I was talking to the other day, but it says it sounds like what they did is they took some water and ran it over an unpeeled orange yes. and then put it in a can. And I said, you're not far off. No. So I'm like, <laughs> but I'm thinking it probably tastes a little stronger than that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was very flavorful, <laughs> very delicious. So, yeah. Um, oh, no, I really want more ciders. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we went out to the Acropolis because uh, I thought we were going to go do other stuff. Mm-hmm. We ended up just hanging out at the Acropolis. Okay. It was a lot of fun, and we got steak bites. We ate so much. I was like sitting there, I couldn't finish my steak bites. Like I'm oh. like, I got to, I have to, and I. Forced <laughs> it's a moral it down. imperative now. Yes, and it was so good because we also went to another. We went to a brewery, and I'm totally blanking on its what it was called. It was just down the street mm-hmm. from our hotel. It was just, it was a lot of fun. Um, we went to Casa Diablo too, but that was kind of not as poppin'. There wasn't no. a whole lot of people. I hear the Casa Diablo one has more people in it. I forget which one we went to for my buddy's bachelor party, but uh, yeah, I was. It was. Eh. It was probably the first one because I feel like Casa Diablo two has not been around very long. Mm, okay. Um, but I mean, they're very much. My my friend pointed out, she's like, they're very, they're much more hustly, if mm-hmm. you will. Like they they are there. They're like, hey, do you want to dance? Mm-hmm. I can do this for this. This like, hey, and they'll sit there and like flirt with you and talk to you and like. Right. Make you think that they care. Um, so I'm like, good on them for hustling. I'm not going to pay $1,000 to see you naked. No. Like, their their prices are a little bit more high. Yeah. I'm like, uh, and I was telling my buddy, I'm like, if you're going to spend that money to do that, like, you can give it to me and I'll do stuff under, like, because you don't see a lot of this stuff. Like, oh, you know, bottom's on, you know, yeah, you don't exactly. get to see the full meal deal. I'm like, if you're not going to see the full meal deal, just give me 100 bucks and I'll do something. Like, I don't know. Like, shh. <laughs> like, really? Like, that doesn't make sense. But that's just me. I'm also a girl. There you are. Um, but I mean, I, it was a fun time overall, like seeing the girls try to flirt with my buddy and it's like, he's not going to pay, <laughs> he's not going to pay for these services, but you have like, you he have fun flirting money, honey. and I even tried telling one of them, I'm like, honey, like we don't want to prevent you from making money. Like, yeah, this isn't going to happen. You're wasting your time. I was even polite. I'm like, we'll think about it. Cause it was like three of us. Like, we'll think about it, but go, you know, go work your yeah. angle. And the granted, there was not many people there. There you go. Yeah. I mean, so. that's the thing when there's, when there's not a very big crowd, you got to expect a little, right. little extra hustle. So, um, I've heard. Yes. So there's a, yeah, there, there was some hustling going on and like, yeah, I did fall in love with a stripper. Her name was like Poison Ivy at, uh, at the Acropolis mm-hmm. and she was just so much fun. She had like the crazy eyes. Oh, <laughs> oh God. There, she did this thing and this is what made me fall in love and it was really gross and really funny. You know the trick when people do like the mime trick where they look like they tie their string around their lip and they kind of pull their lip from either side? I've seen that one, yeah. I think like um, Jennifer Lawrence did that too. Where mm-hmm. It looks like you're pulling you're, your lip over yeah. hair and then pulling like with an invisible your, string. Your upper lip goes one way and your bottom lip goes the other way. Yeah, 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 yeah. like it looks like you're literally tugging it with your fingers. 
It's impressive. So she, she did that, mm-hmm. but where she got her quote unquote string, <laughs> she did the invisible string, like, you know, from a certain area. Oh. She like plucked it off and then pretended to tie it onto her bottom lip and then up her upper lip and then uh-huh. did it. And I'm sitting there like, take my money. <laughs> take my money. You are awesome. You win, Ivy. <laughs> well played. And she's like, yeah, if you guys want to hang out later, let me know. Which was her prices were a lot cheaper than the other place. But uh-huh. I was like, eh, probably not. <laughs> like, it was only a couple minutes. So I was like, eh. But I appreciate you, and so she very much liked me and, my, me and my friends' bosoms, so it was nice. There we go. It was very lovely. She was very nibbly, and I was like, <laughs> 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 I got all flustered. It was nice. Uh, but, yeah, I had a really good time. Um, came back and just kind of chilled out uh, the next couple days, had some friends over. I made s'mores by myself. Solid. Like <laughs> microwave s'mores, or did you do them, like, over the stove or uh, something? We did. A, we have, like, a little fire pit. Oh, okay, cool. Um, in nice. our backyard. Our backyard's right. awesome. You win. Don't almost don't want to move out of my parents' house. But <laughs> it makes me want to have a really cool house one day. There you go. Um, but yeah, that was the uh, the um, basically the what yeah. I had going on this weekend. Do you know what you're doing this coming weekend? Mm, no, I think not much. Fortunately, this is going to be one of those weekends where I don't have a lot actually planned yet, and that's that's a good thing. I'll take I'll take just a just a <laughs> chill and and I'll play some video games and and you know do some yard work and things like that. That'd probably be my weekend. Fingers yeah, that's, crossed. That's a good weekend, though. Yeah. I have um, I have a friend coming into town for a wedding, mm-hmm. and he used to work at the restaurant with me, and so we hung out a couple months ago, and he was very drunk because <laughs> he had been trendy drinking. <laughs> um, so he wants to see if we can get all all get together again. Um, so I might do that and go down to Ballard. And so if I do do that, like we 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 got to figure out his schedule mm-hmm. and then try to get all the other girls from the restaurant to get in together. So we might all hang out on Saturday, but then it's also like the wide only uh, in the wreckage, Lowlander and like Stoic. Oh, where are they playing? Uh, they're playing at Tractor Tavern in Ballard. Nice. So I love the tractor. I do too. It's so much yeah. fun there. So I mean, if you guys need something to do on Saturday, you should t- definitely hit them up because they are awesome live, all of them. Um, but I might hit that up if I'm hanging out with them. Be like, ladies, mm-hmm. let's go. Ladies and Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> so, ladies. Yeah, uh, actually, And then yes. go get a steak at Hattie's. Hattie's oh, had, yeah. I've never had a steak at Hattie's. I love Hattie's, but Best I've never thought I've to get had. Really? I, and I, I say that with no hesitation. Best steak I've ever had. I don't know. Acropolis is pretty awesome. They, they do a good spread. I but mean, the steak at Hattie's is better. What, what kind of sides? Because here's the thing. As much mm. as I do love the Acropolis, I'm not too fond of their sides. Okay. Because, like, they do just french fries or, like, a... Pl- plain baked potato. Oh, you can't get mashed? No. Then you're wasting your time. Exactly. Go so like Hattie's. what what are the side what are the sides of Hattie's? Uh I did uh, uh I did the mashed potatoes and uh the steamed broccoli. Oof. Uh and it's garlic steamed broccoli and it, it's a it's a uh, garlic butter uh uh, uh steak. Oof. Uh whatever you call that, not sauteed, not marinated, but you know. Uh, mm, pan they, fried. They, pan fried. Uh. they cook it they cook it with garlic butter and rosemary uh. and then um garlic mushrooms on top of that. I'm so hungry, dude. Okay, that's why I'm so going to end the podcast. Let's wrap it up and go eat. Because I need food. I mm-hmm. only had my cornflakes this morning at 4 in the morning. <laughs> so I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready to get out of here. <laughs> All right, you guys. Uh, I don't know if Sarah will be back next week. If not, probably Chris will. Yay! So any questions you guys have for us, any comments on anything we talked about today, please send them our way via text or even voicemail. Yeah. We will definitely play that on the podcast. So see you guys next time.